0: Welcome back to the In the Dugout Podcast. My name is Jason Ward, a.k.a. Red Sox Dugout, alongside Joey Nagel and Alex Jefferson. How are we doing? Not good. Not great. Not good, Jason. Not great. We just got swept in four games by... um, People are calling it the best team ever, all time. (laughs) The Tampa Bay Rays are somehow 13-0, and they just steamrolled through the Red Sox in this four-game set in the juice box down there in Tampa. It was um, really awful to watch. Like, not fun in any way at all. Not enjoyable for anyone. Um, The funny thing is, though, TC just said this in the postgame. We have been a part of a sweep in the past three series. We got swept by the Pirates. Awful. Uh, Then we sweep the Tigers, and now we get swept by the the Rays. Um, And I, I would like to point out, we would have swept the Orioles... True. There was like one call in the very first game on opening day that like definitely changed the way the game went. I think it was like a strike three to Raffy or something. That could have been a sweep in our favor. So are True. we just are we only going to be a part of sweeps for the rest I of the season? I think that honestly is a good way or like a good representation of the Red Sox. They're just a streaky, unpredictable team. Um, right now, I. <laughs> They're not looking good at all. Um, we were kind of talking this whole series about how it seems like the, the wheels are falling off. They went from um, being a decent team with a shot to like nothing very quickly. Maybe we're overreacting, but I'm going to overreact because the way that they played in this series and the way that they looked in this series is is worthy of overreacting because it was bad. Um, uh, before we even get to the Rays series, I want to talk about a little bit of the Tigers series. Tigers are a bad team. We swept them good. That's what you're supposed to do. Before that series, we talked about it, saying you need to sweep them. You need to sweep the Pirates too, because they're bad too. But whatever, that ignore that. No, no, no the, Pirates, the The Pirates are World Series favorites. True, World Series 2023. It's could be Pirates Rays for all we know. Um, true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So that Tiger series was pretty solid. Um, Red Sox looked pretty good. They had um, they put a lot of runs up. The offense was looking pretty good. Um, they won. Six to three, and then they won fourteen to five in the second game, then four to one in the third. But there was a very significant thing that happened in that series that kind of sent us into a spiral. Adam Duvall fractured his wrist, which is in the ninth inning of a no of a game that was already well over in Detroit. Yeah, Um, there's like literally nothing worse that could possibly happen. I mean, aside from an injury to to Devers, like Duvall was the hottest hitter in the league. He was literally engulfed in flames, just could not stop hitting extra base hits and driving in runs. And then he lands awkwardly in a sliding catch on the wrist that he just got surgery on last July. And he knew right away, immediately started walking off the field. He looked like he was in pain and headed right for the dugout. They do the tests. They find out it's fractured out for four to six weeks or longer um four to six weeks in the best case scenario like there's still a lot of tests to be done and all that but nothing worse could have happened than, than that that's awful and they they showed how um impactful that injury was in this race series like the offense just went silent and it showed how adam duvall as i said was carrying the red Sox offense because he was he was the heart and soul of this offense and And his absence was very um, apparent in in this race series. Yeah, and uh, not only that, like, you look through this lineup, he was the right-handed power bat. Um, Say what you want about Justin Turner. You can't lean on him to hit you 30 home runs, drive in maybe even 100 RBI. like. We're seeing. We saw it right away. This this lineup is completely different without Adam Duvall. There's just no right-handed pop whatsoever, and it co- it couldn't have come at a worse time because the Sox are facing really only lefty starting pitchers for the next two weeks. It feels like, and it's unreal. <laughs> there there are guys in this lineup that you just simply cannot play against a left-handed pitcher, and we're lacking the righty bat that can mash lefties. Like right now, our best, our best right-handed bat to hit a lefty is either Rob Refsnyder or Justin Turner. It's not great. It's a completely different lineup, and it. People were saying when Duvall got hurt that it shouldn't be that big of a deal because he was such a late signing. Well, now we know what this team would have been like if we hadn't done that, and it's a scary thought because this it, I've seen nothing. There, there's nothing that I've seen out of this team. There's no pop. There's no. It's just a lack of effort. It's really, really annoying. I mean, two things and that I want to touch on that, that you just said. Um, first of all, the lefties thing. Yeah, Adam Duval mashes lefties, and like you said, you look at the, the upcoming starters that the Red Sox are facing and the starters that they already faced. You had Joey Wentz was a lefty in Detroit. Matthew Boyd lefty. Josh Fleming lefty. Shane McClanahan lefty. Zach Eflin righty. Jeffrey Springs lefty. Tomorrow, Patrick Sandoval lefty. Tyler Anderson lefty. Reed Detmer's lefty. Jose Suarez lefty. It's so many lefties in a consecutive period of time. Um, I don't know how that's possible. First of all, that's kind of wild. And second of all, that like that's the exact time where you would want Adam Duvall because he crushes lefties and those are the guys. Um, second thing I want to touch on, you said, yeah, without him, that this lineup really struggles to kind of have that power, have that, that guy in the middle of the order who can be a threat. We had Rob Refsneider batting third for us today. Uh, credit to Rob. He hit a homer. He did great. But the, the lineups that we've been putting out um, without Adam Duval are scary. They're very not comp- scary.
1: Because so you up. lose...
0: Also, Adam Duval was a good defender in center field. So you lose him, and now they've been moving Kike back to center field. Because Kike's been awful at shortstop. That's a whole different thing, too, we'll get into. So you got Kike back in center field. Who's your shortstop? Who'd they throw out there? Bobby Dahlbeck. Your clunky first and third baseman was playing shortstop. He boots the ball for an error. It, it's just... It's amazing how the loss of one guy can impact this team so heavily. Like, Yeah, he was a late signing. Could have been an early signing. It doesn't matter. He was a good signing. He was an under-the-radar signing that kind of it, it filled a gap for this Red Sox team. He had a role, and there's no one else to step up to fill that role right now. What, what blows my mind is that, you know, Haim has been touted for, you know, Buff, bumping up the farm system and like you know, creating more support in case something like this happens. Wh- where is it? Um, it's Bobby I, Dahlbeck. That's who it is. I guess it, like it's embarrassing. It 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 is really embarrassing. It it's turned into a joke. It really has turned into a joke. And you see Bobby, he goes out there today. Over oh, three, three strikeouts. The five most common words in the English dictionary. Bobby Dahlbeck strikes out swinging. It's just, <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's it's so embarrassing. It's, I like, I saw some comments that Heimbloom made, whatever. There's nothing you can say for yourself. When you have, you, when you're this desperate and you have Bobby Dahlbeck playing shortstop, it makes you think, you know, we had a top three shortstop in baseball on this team who was a ready bat who could mash you remember that guy? Yep. I think yep. his name was Alexander Xavier Bogerts. Alexander Bo- Bo- Geertz. Like yogurt? Like Bogert? yogurts yeah. yeah. Like that- Yogi Bear. Yeah, that guy. Yogi Bear. <laughs> um, yeah, it it's it's unacceptable, really. And I I don't care that this is a bridge year. I don't care about any of that stuff. It's it's turned into September of last year all over again. It's embarrassing. And not to be dramatic or anything, if you look at this Red Sox schedule, it's only getting harder from here. Mm-hmm. And we're in a realistic spot where if they don't figure it out in the next week or so, two weeks, by the end of the month, this season could be over by the end of the month, because that may schedule really tough. I don't, and I've seen nothing out of it. I haven't seen much out of this team that that shows me that they can go out there and win games on a consistent basis. I just don't know. Yeah, especially with this division, too. Like, you got the, the team you just got swept by, the, the 13-0 and team. That's in your division, the Rays. Then you got the Yankees. You got the Blue Jays, who are good. The Orioles have looked good. Can we it's, talk about Franchi? Why is – what? yeah, what is that all about? Franchi Cordero is with the Yankees right now, and he's just, like, tearing it up. Getting bombs. It doesn't he's, make sense. He's playing like he he's, played in Worcester in the Bronx. He's, he's, Bronx. Twenty-four at bats or something stupid. He what hit like two hundred last year with us. Took him like three years to to hit four home runs with the. I don't even know if he hit four home runs with the. Red are so. they giving him like a rod secret stuff or something? Because that's not the franchise I saw in Boston. I I just think that we it's are not really... even that. He just I learned just... how to hit a baseball. <laughs> Maybe I, we're really Wait, bad. Whoa! 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 Franchi hit eight home runs last year. With us? Yeah. That feels wrong. I remember that... he hit one walk off homer. What? Um. It... What? Well, because all he would do, I feel like, was either hit a homer or just look like he doesn't know how to play but baseball. Yeah, but eight. I mean, I guess a, a broken clock is r- is right twice a day. I mean, there's eight. a lot of game. I mean, there's a lot of weird things that happened last season. I. Yeah. That. Yeah. But I don't. So I remember. I don't know if this was if we talked about this last episode. But like, I mean, coming in, like, I feel like we were kind of more concerned about the pitching as opposed to the offense. And you know, now that Duvall's gone, the the holes in our offense have been exploited, to say the least. I just, I just want to throw a, a quick couple facts or a quick couple statistics at you guys that I think are um, really speaking to. Uh, to the, su- the lack of success this team is having. Um, so Devers and Duvall are barreling the ball over 20% of the time, which is elite levels. But we have multiple guys in the lineup that are playing almost every day that have a zero barrel rate. They haven't barreled the ball once, and their names what? are Justin Turner and Christian Arroyo. And that is just awful. I didn't even Justin know that. Turn- Justin Turner has seen 211 pitches and hit the ball 38 times and hasn't barreled it once. That's might terrible. I think he got his first barrel today. On the double, that's, Okay, probably. that's still not acceptable. Yeah. It, no, it's, <laughs> it's not. I'm not justifying it. I'm that's just, so alarming. I had no clue it was that bad. but It, it feels I, like that. When you watch him play, it feels like that. And there are – I can go down the list of guys in this lineup that I am legitimately concerned about. We can, we can talk about that a little bit later, but I have some legit concerns. Yu Chang hasn't got a hit since the invention of the iPhone. Yeah. Okay. It, it, that's embarrassing. Yu Chang should not be on this team. <laughs> I thought that Yu Chang was signed as like a, a, a last resort emergency infield guy, but the, why is he on this team when we have, Emmanuel Valdez and David Hamilton in AAA, they're infielders. They're better than him, probably. Exactly. And David Hamilton is tearing it up right now. Yeah, I am really this, excited about David Hamilton. This he, this team he, he needs a, a 4A complete player, for all we know. But but this is a guy who stole seventy bags last year. He's not a great defender, but who cares? We have Bobby playing shortstop, Mm -hmm. but he's, he's learning how to hit for power now all of a sudden and get on base. I, this is a guy, if he can, if he keeps this up, I want him on this squad right now. David Hamilton has a shot at overtaking Jaron Duran as the fastest man alive. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I, there needs to be changes. And like we were talking about it in our, our group chat earlier, like, you can't you can't keep Kike at short. You gotta like put someone out there that's at least like somewhat like can can at least play a little bit of defense. Like it's tough. It's tough though, because there's two different layers of it. There's there's a layer where there's three different layers. There's the first layer where um you have some guys who aren't performing how you thought they would. Kiki Hernandez is one of them. Justin Turner is one of them. Tristan Casas, like these are guys. Christian Arroyo, who thought they'd be doing a lot better. That's one thing. The second thing is you really didn't do a whole lot to kind of build your depth. One guy goes down. One guy goes down. Yeah, he was your your like power horse in the in the offense. Adam Duvall, but he goes down and everything falls apart because you don't have the depth to really fill that, and you have to throw guys like Yu Chang out there. You have to bring Bobby Dahl back up to just throw him places. I don't know what that's all about. So that's one thing too. And then the third thing is you have some injury problems, like kind of across the board. Like if you look at the guys that are really in the Red Sox organization, take all the injuries out, you would have Trevor Story here, who's a shortstop second baseman. You'd have Aldoberto Mondesi, who's a shortstop second baseman. So it's it's you have some guys that should be here, or could be here, and will be here in the future. They're just not right now, which makes that even harder. So all those three things, all those three layers um stacked on top of each other and put together you put that all in the blender you pour it out you got a bunch of mud it's just gross (laughs) like you just don't have anything going right now um and like i don't i don't even see a reason why not to call up the prospects at this point like maybe i'm panicking and sounding the alarm but at least jaron duran i feel like should be up here No, I completely agree with you. He can contribute whether he is hitting the ball hard or not. He's got the speed to make stuff happen on the base paths and get a team fired up. Like one little dribbler down the line, he could be on third base and 90 feet away from scoring when you need a rally. Like that, that could be valuable. David Hamilton's the same exact guy um, in terms of speed like that. Uh, Emmanuel Valdez, I feel like just give him a shot already. Like he crushed it in spring training. The dude's got power. Uh, You got up the middle. You just got nothing else going on. Like if you want to keep Christian Arroyo in, put him at shortstop instead of Bobby Dahlbeck and then have Valdez play second base. Like again, maybe I'm freaking out too soon, but do something to shake it up because the the lineup that you put out today was disgusting. I, I was shocked when I looked at it. You got Alex Verdugo leading off. He's been good. Great. Justin Turner. Yeah, that's a guy. Rob Ruff batting third. Tristan Casas, who has been abysmal this season. In the 4th spot, Bobby Dahlbeck five, who wasn't even on the opening day roster. Kiki Hernandez six. That, I haven't seen him get a hit in weeks. He's batting one fourteen. Reese McGuire's been good, but he went zero for four today with three punchies. Yu Chang is irrelevant, and and Christian Arroyo batting one eighty nine in the nine spot. At least he got a hit and scored a run, but still, like that no, lineup but, is terrible. And like the thing with Ham, like if, even if we could if we could get Hamilton or Duran, both would be better. But like Joey said it a few days ago. This team is slow as molasses. Do you know who our fastest player is on the roster? No, it's not Bobby <laughs> by sprint speed. Bobby Dahlbeck, at least last year, he was That's the fastest stupid. player on the team. At, well, he's not on um, Savant yet because he hasn't played enough games. I don't. Who think. is it? Who we got? Who we got? Connor Wong. Yep. That's crazy. I, your backup catcher is your fastest player. Let's him and then Rymel Tapia. And then oh, the drop off oh. from there is insane. Perfect segue. Perfect segue. <laughs> I don't know if Connor Wong has made contact with a pitch this season. Have you? Have you seen his at bats against the Rays? They threw him three change ups, swinging a miss, swinging a miss, swinging a miss. It was over and over again. He just kept. Sw- they just they were just tooling with him. It was unbelievable. It was one of the least professional at bats or string of at bats I've ever seen. Not to mention, Raimel Tapia, yeah, he is a home run. That was off a position player. Also, he looks stupid. Another thing is, like, he's just not good at baseball. I'm sorry, he's not. He shouldn't be on this team. He's clogging up a roster spot. He's a veteran. We know who he is. We know what he's capable of. Why don't you give that shot, give that roster spot to someone in AAA? Right now, Jaron Durant could be playing center field every day. Yeah. And we've seen, we know that with consistent at-bats, he can be a good player. Why don't you figure that out right now? Why are um, these guys on the team blocking people from showing what they're capable of? No, Joey, you're so right about Connor Wong. I no disrespect him. to Connor Wong, but he well, looks he like when I watch him training. play... That's another thing. When I, I watch Connor he... Wong play, I feel like it's a high schooler that just found him way found his way onto yeah. the team. Like, um, this is another fun... the thing with Connor Wong is he's he was he missed most of spring training with an injury. I think that's probably part of it, but. Why don't Dude. you send him down to AAA for two weeks? Let, bring Alfaro up. up. Bring Alfaro up. Have some fun. Bring some life to this team.
1: Yeah, it's not like is it. batting it's
0: 400 up. with a triple and some extra base hits. Oh, he they're is. not going to do it. Man. So, I... <sighs> um, the MLB league-wide chase rate right now is 28.5% on pitches. Connor Wong's is 48.8. Yeah, I could have guessed that one. So – you're saying that he's chasing almost half the pitches he sees out of the Basically, zone. basically. He's also um, whiffing 28% of the time. Um, Man, give me a jersey. I could do that. I could stand up there and swing and miss. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, yeah, he's just like, he's, you know, he's 63% of the balls he gets contact with are on the ground, which is just so bad. Like the league average is 44. He's 63. What's uh out of curiosity, what's Yoshida's ground ball? Yeah. 70.6. He yeah. also somehow has a negative launch angle, which like I didn't really think was <laughs> yeah, possible. No, he does. Um, it's that not makes even, sense. But it's I not like to bring that up. It's I, not I negative have... by like a little bit. It's like negative eight degrees yeah like um, he's just spiking the ball into the ground every single at that that's exactly. what it seems like so what's been going on with yoshida is he's getting if you've noticed he's just getting high high pitches high fastball high fastball high fastball and he's not um he's not letting the ball travel and he's just beating it into the ground he's getting out in front of it um uh, we saw it a lot he's been hitting into quite a lot of double plays recently um, ever since that, like his his last really good swing was his home run against the Pirates. Um, we know what he's capable of. He's got to let you know, he's got to lay off the high fastball and let the ball travel more when he's when he's hitting because he's such he has such special opposite field power and opposite field capabilities. That's another thing that's going on with him. I think that the two days he spent out of lineup is probably good for him just to clear his head and move on to the next series. But that's another thing that I'm concerned about. Yeah, um, or I wouldn't say that I'm concerned about Yoshida. It's it's definitely worrisome. I think it's more so a slump. It's still the curse of that stupid little kid and his idiot dad <laughs> to give the ball back. That was um, so dumb. I I watched that live and I was so angry. Yeah, it was disrespectful. Um but yeah. also, um, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the offense, but if I'm being honest. Um, the pitching hasn't been great either. Yeah, you dive into and the pitching stat, Pivetta, stats and they're not good. Nick Pavetta's been great. Shout God out to Smooches. Uh, um, awesome. He's been great, but he's getting, like, the b- people are just barreling the ball off of him. So I don't yeah, know. Man, how put, long. Compare him to the rest of the rotation well, and you're like, man, this dude's a stud because we don't got anything going Nick on Pivetta right Pivetta now. Nick Pavetta is, he has good stretches, but you know that they're not going to last. He's streaky too. So you really have to capitalize off of. Off of like last year, he had a he had months where he was untouchable and months where he was throwing batting practice. That's just what Nick Pavetta is. So when he's going good like he is right now, you got to take advantage. And so they they Um, didn't the first game of the series one nothing loss, embarrassing. That's so that was such a bad game. The Red Sox Um, starting pitchers as a as a staff are allowing two point nine homers per nine innings, so almost three. Next worst is Oakland, the Oakland A's. You don't want to be on a list with the Oakland A's. The Oakland A's nope. stars have allowed two point eight, 8. They two point four World eight. Two point four eight homers per nine, significantly less—not significantly, but less than the Red Sox. And the league average is one point two five homers per nine. The Rays that we just beat or lost to, who are insane, have allowed zero point uh, two seven homers. Well, per and nine. um. Chris Martin just got injured, right? Or was that, um, not Martin Zach Kelly. Kelly, Zach Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. His that arm was, just exploded, which is cool. Yeah. He's been just, one of the better guys. I thought, um, yeah, yeah. It's, you never want to see that happen. And of course it happens at the trop where nothing ever goes right. I feel terrible for the guy. I hope he's okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Red Sox starting pitchers, it's been a problem since day one of the season. They're just giving up homers like crazy. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Well, I know um, why. With Corey Kluber, he's throwing yeah. all of his home runs are fastballs that are eighty eight that end up right down the heart of the ball. Yeah, and that's BP. So yeah. Well, uh, and then and the and then other you... thing is is sorry. there's no like Cora shows no confidence in his starting pitchers. I haven't loved the way that he used the bullpen. By the way, um, with yesterday's to... game when the Sox score well the the really frustrating thing is with this pitching staff is that even with the bullpen if the socks go out and get a run the bullpen immediately gives two back. I don't know if you've noticed that it's happened a lot it happened multiple times during this race yep. series. I would like to see Cora be more aggressive with the bullpen like last um, night I would have liked to see him maybe go to Chris Martin when they got a couple runs back and use Kenley in the ninth to keep I'm gonna say run. something I'm gonna say something. I um do not like Alex Cora this season. I don't like anything that he's really doing. I think that he's contributed to the problem. Um, yeah, it's early in the season, but the way that he's kind of been pulling starters and handling pitchers and the, and the guys he decides to bring out from the bullpen like Joey said has not been good. Um, some of the lineups he's been putting together have not been good. and and one thing that I want to say too is that the Red Sox defense has not been good lately. and it, one thing it that hasn't been good for three years now, true. And one thing that really came out in this Rays series, for whatever reason, they cannot field a bunt. Yeah, the Rays are really good at bunting, but they had some easy plays that they just could not handle. And I feel like these are professional baseball players. They should be able to field. And it comes down to the coaching. Like, you know that the Rays are going to bunt. So prepare your team for it. And it's just... It's not like they're they're booting balls. It's people aren't covering when they're supposed to. It's people not in the right spots, people not doing the right things. And that comes down to coaching, and that's something that Alex Cora really needs to get on these players for and something that he really needs to kind of iron out. It's just across the board Alex Cora has not impressed me so far this season. I really I need him to step it up too. There was there was a play, I don't know if it was in the Baltimore series or if it was in the Pirates series where they were fielding a throw in the uh, fielding of ball in the outfield and they threw it into home cutoff man. Didn't stop it. The catcher didn't stop it. And it rolled to the pitcher because thank God the pitcher was back there to stop it. But like no one called out if they were going to get it or not. There was no communication and it could have very easily led to another, you know, two runs or something. Um, And, you know, piggybacking off of your mismanagement of the bullpen uh discussion, Jason, like, Oh my God. Like, Kluber had his best start today by far. Like, he was, he looked okay, <laughs> which, like, you know, and then you get, as soon as he gets into a little bit of a jam in the fifth inning, you pull him and you throw Richard Bleer in there. First pitch, boom, two more runs on the board. Clown, absolute clown moment. Yep. Yep. Why, I mean... why would you, you have to trust your veterans in that situation? Like, I understand that you're nervous and you don't want to, like, you have a lead that you want to protect, but like, I would much rather give Corey Kluber the ball and let him get out of his own jam than give it to Richard Bleer. Who, who is this guy? I don't. Not he's good. a he's a loogie. Not good. And, I mean, well, the, the thing with out. Kluber too. This this has happened before. In his last start, Corey Kluber was, um, and maybe it wasn't his last start, but the one against the Pirates, he was at 67 pitches and he gets pulled. And he was pitching great that game too. And the Red Sox go on to lose that game. Like, it's just, yes, it's early I, in the season. He's an old guy, but 67 pitches and then a little yeah. bit of a little bit of a situation. And he gets pulled to. I just don't get it. Like, especially when he was named the opening day starter. And the yeah. reason given was because he was the most up to speed. He's exactly. Um, and he's supposed to be the guy you can trust because he's been in the league. It's Cora, just, Cora it's seems it's afraid it's a great. It's numerous contradictions. Him. If you go back to see what Heim Bloom has said, what Alex Cora has said, it's just it's contr they contradict themselves a lot. Exactly, that's um, been the theme of this team for years. Is nothing that they do makes sense. Exactly, and Cor- I will course. defend Cora a little bit because we've said it in years past that his bullpen management can be shaky at times. That might just be a might be a weakness to his game. But my question is, do you think? with the comments he said this offseason about how he doesn't want to manage that much longer i wonder if he's starting to get checked out because last season he was given an abysmal squad to manage and, and then it got worse and then it got worse yeah, it's no, I think I think it's very possible. Um, That's a very fair possibility. I mean, if I were in that situation where I was I've been managing and I'm like, I kind of want to move to a front office spot on, or I don't know, I don't really want to be managing too much longer. And then I'm given just a, a terrible clown squad with, with gaps and holes that just can't play defense and all this kind of stuff. I wouldn't really be too thrilled myself. So I mean, he's he's a professional who's going to do his job, but yeah, I think it's a realistic scenario that he just kind of isn't his heart's not fully in it, you know. Yeah, well, and it's not all his fault because I'm Bloom is the one ultimately fielding the team. Yeah. No, yeah, for you sure. Know, like you can only you can only do so much. You think um, Alex Cora wanted Xander Bogarts here? Yeah, he did. Of course. I will. I will say um, for Cora though, like. I mean you have to like when you look at the the bullpen that he, he's been given to start off this year my first inclination is we got to use the bullpen sparingly in the middle innings because you know we have some good guys that it can be at the back end but like getting there might be a little tough so we need to rely on our starting pitchers our veterans a little bit more but he seems so uninclined to let any of the guys go more than 5 innings and, like, yeah, it's early in the year and it's a long season and we don't want anybody to get hurt, but, like, come on. So it's it's one thing if you are a team with um, an excellent rotation. Like, if you're, like, the, the 2018 Red Sox, if you're – I don't know, who's a good rotation? Like, the Blue the Braves, I don't know. And if you have, like, guys – let's say the Braves. Like, you have a guy like Max Fried, all-star stud ace, Spencer Strider, same thing, Kyle Wright. You got – these guys who you know are going to be good and you know you're going to have them the whole season in the long run. I get that if you want to take it slow with them. Like, There's no reason for Max Freed to pitch over 100 pitches and really get taxed in an April game when you're going to want him in August, September, October. Yeah, but then you look at this Red Sox team. We're not a playoff favorite. We're not even a, a anything favorite. We're the favorite for last place, if anything. And you're going to have to be battling all season. If you realistically have a shot at a playoff spot and you want to make it there, you have to play every single game like it matters because they do because they are going to matter in the long run. And also with the rotation, you have James Paxton coming. You have Brian Baio coming. So some of the people in the rotation right now aren't even going to be in the rotation in a matter of weeks. Like it just. So why, does, so why does it matter if we gas them a little bit like right now? Well, it's not even gassing them. Like 60 pitches or whatever. Like it's not gassing them. Like these are professional athletes like they can handle a little bit more like i guess i don't know maybe they just know that their training staff is just awful and they they don't want anyone to have to get into like a medical scenario where any of those people have to deal with that i don't know but it's just whatever whatever their thinking is right now their philosophy i don't understand it and it's clearly not working well and you know it. i feel like it's a very fair statement to say that like boston sports fans have very high expectations of their teams and the expectation is that every game matters every game you're going to try and go out and win you see it with the bruins you've seen it somewhat with the celtics this year but the reason i think that people have become one of the biggest reasons that the people people become disinterested with the red sox over you know with the end of last year and even now into the beginning of this year like we just don't like it doesn't seem like we're trying to be competitive at all. Like it doesn't seem like we like the the team or upper management or you know anybody seems to care about like how competitive we are. It's very frustrating. And oh my god, the defense, we, we talked you guys touched on it briefly, but like our the thing is our best defender like according to like stats right now is Devers. Mhm. He's tied with Arroyo and Verdugo as our best defenders of the season. This is the guy who gets the label that he can't field, which is already a mislabel in my opinion, but, like, still. Kike, by himself, has missed four potential outs already this year. And Kike is supposed to be one of our most elite fielders. Cora called him out. You call, call whoever you want out. That's not going to make him better. Like, there's, know, this is bad, but- like... I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Kiki Hernandez stepped up being the leader of this team. Yeah, that's cool, great. But you can't really be a leader if you are batting in the eight spot and hitting a hundred and making errors on the field like that. Who? What? Like what? Like that's just not going to cut Completely it. Completely agree. Completely agree, Jason. Okay. It's. I mean, all up and down this team is just it's stinky. It smells, and it's not. It's my my biggest gripe with the defense is. We've seen this since time Bloom came here. He loves to play guys out of position. And why are you starting Bobby Dahlbeck at shortstop in a major league game? Like, I mean, it's it's funny when we're down by like eight and you just toss him out there in the eighth inning. But when you're uh, submitting that lineup card at the beginning of the game before first pitch in April, too, it's not like it's the dog days of August and you're out of contention. Like, this is April and you're starting bobby Dalbeck at shortstop why and it's not like you know we're getting unlucky um it's just it's it's, it's we're silly just silly errors yesterday um bobby like boots a ball right away another time yesterday double play ball yu chang and bobby dahlbeck can't get on the same page ball is fumbled i never want to see Yu Chang's face again oh he's garbage he's garbage (laughs) another (laughs) thing is there was a bunt yesterday back to the pitcher oh my god directly back to the pitcher and casas charges in chang doesn't cover second you you can place the blame on both of those guys because casas should be staying put at first base because chang is in double play depth or Kostas needs to tell Chang, I'm charging in for this one. You got to back me up. It's simple communication. I don't care that that it's a surprise bunt. These are major league players. You should know how to communicate and know how to handle it. This conversation we're having right now, this analysis should be what we're doing in the car ride back from a high school game or maybe even a college game. But we're talking about the Boston Red Sox who play in major league baseball. It's ridiculous. No, and like, especially (laughs) when you think about the fact that like, how many people grow up playing baseball and like how small of a percentage of that reach the major leagues. And yet they're making simple, like basic mistakes that like we were taught as like little, little kids. And it's, it's so frustrating to watch because there's just like, there's no, it shows me. It shows me that they're not, that they're not fully in it, that this team isn't bought in. I, it's I one thing agree. it's one thing when you're talking about a, a mile high fly ball that's up in the lights or, or you can't see it because of the dome or it's going 100 miles an hour and, and you miss it or whatever and look silly but we're talking about bunts here where the ball is rolling on the ground at maybe 10 20 miles an hour like what like th- th- there's no excuse really it's just the fundamentals of baseball here dude this is look at this I'm sorry this Um, this is insane. I just need to flip my video for this because the run, this has nothing to do with the podcast, but look at the Rays and their run differential over 12 games. It's historic. So I, I, I will add like the Rays. Okay. You got swept in four games by the Rays. You've lost 13 in a row at the Trumps. Yeah. Things, Things, good things just don't happen there we we got to realize that like the trop is a cursed venue but also the rays are playing base a level of baseball that we've never seen before it's unbelievable they've hit more home runs than uh runs allowed they've they've scored more runs than times that they've struck out it's just unbelievable yeah. you caught these guys at the wrong time i think a different time you d- maybe you win that one nothing game and maybe you hold that lead today, or maybe you come back yesterday. It's really frustrating because you need to win these games, but also you, I think it's just a case of catching the guys at the wrong time. But, and I mean, I I get that injuries happen and like we're injured and, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you got tough. It happens to you. Gotta everyone. adapt. You gotta yeah, have exactly. backup plans. We don't exactly. have backup plans. It's next man up. Like this is a thing in every single sport. Like you got, it you got all the time. You, you got to show that you're there. Like you got to put the effort in. And I just, I'm, I'm not seeing it from the majority of these guys. It's, yeah, I'm seeing it from Verdugo endeavors and, and Duvall when he was playing. But outside of that, in the lineup, I'm not seeing much of anything. Uh, one thing on what Joey said about the Rays, like yeah. That, that is a good point. The Rays are just insane right now and, and crazy hot. So it, it, for me, I don't really care that we just got swept by them. I don't care that we lost the games because they're just insane and like they're not really beatable at the moment. So it's not the the, the general fact that we lost. It's how we lost. It's how we looked playing and, and, again, the stupid mistakes and stuff like that. That's what I am more concerned about and, and makes and leaves a bad taste in my mouth versus just straight up losing. Um well, it's cuz we're we're losing but there's just li- there's no fight. Like there's yeah. no It feels like no one is trying to win on the Red yeah. Sox team. No one's trying to win. All of the like any stat you can point to shows that they suck right now. Yep. Yep. Um one guy that I want to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet somehow. Chris Sale. This is oh. a guy <laughs> you I mean, he was one of the best pitchers in the game, on a path of being one of the best pitchers of all time. And we trade some top prospects for him. We get him. He's incredible in 2018. He does this thing, and then he starts falling off. He gets injured, and you know the history with Chris Sale. He comes back. He's finally healthy. He comes out and stinks. This guy has fallen off so hard that I don't even like want him to be in the starting rotation. We're talking about Chris Sale here, and I don't want him to be in the starting rotation because he just... Has, he's not bringing anything to the table. Like he, his he, command is so off. He's missing his spots by feet, not inches. Feet. And his, whatever that he has on his pitches or doesn't have on his pitches, they're getting crushed. He's giving up homers at a crazy rate too. Like he just—he's not good in any way. There's just nothing productive coming from that arm of Chris Sale on the mound. And I—I I don't know what to do about it. He is. His slider is not. Like the way it used to just like tear across the zone and end up low, below the the zone, it's just not happening anymore. It, he has, it, it doesn't have bite. It is it is sitting over. It is like biting just enough to go over the heart of the plate, and it is middle middle almost every single time. His fastball is not just... the sharp, devastating slider it used to be. It's playing more like, not really a bit like a curve. It's just. The velocity isn't there. It it loses a lot of its deception. The four seam he has is just sitting at the top of the zone. The sinkers just sitting in the middle of the zone, and like the changeup is you know just always in the zone. Like I don't it. I feel like for a long time Chris Sale has been someone who relies very heavily on, um, his swing and miss stuff. And it's very hard for someone to swing and miss when the pitch is right down the, f- or sorry, right down the freaking <laughs> barrel. Sorry, I'm very upset. This has not been a fun week of watching Red Sox baseball for me. Yeah, I mean the the command just isn't there. I think one thing that kind of uh, tells a story is I remember I, I was driving and listened to the radio um, for Chris Sale's start against the Tigers, and they he threw eight straight balls to start out the game. And walked two guys to start it out. And then I believe (coughs) he finished with four total walks. Nope, wait, wrong guy. Hold on. He finished with, uh, oh, he only had, wait, I'm looking at the wrong game. He he locked in after it. It was really strange. Well, one thing that I'm seeing right now, because I've I've been looking at analytics this whole time, because that's what I like to do. His spin rate on his fastball has completely fallen off. Um and so and with it his velocity has dropped. I mean obviously it dropped in 2019 and 2021 as well like from where it was in 2018 but it is just like completely gone. Like he went from being like mid 70s in percentile for spin rate on a fastball to being 17 17th percentile like bottom 17% which just and that that's definitely a big deal because, um, when when your spin rate is high on that fastball, it's so much more decept- deceptive and more effective. Exactly. And I just like I don't know. Like, do we think that he got rushed back too soon? Do we think that he's no. just like feeling just the think... pressure? Like, what what do we think this is? Like, is there I just think he lost it. I think that he was out of the game for so long and battled so many injury issues that he just doesn't have the feel. For his pitches that he had when he was at the top of his game. I mean, he started falling off even in 2019 when he was mostly healthy before this all these injuries. And so I just I don't think that he is or will be the pitcher that he used to be. I think whatever feel or touch and, and talent that he had back in the day just isn't coming back. Um, especially when he's a starter. Like I don't think that this is a guy who can go out there and dominate for six, seven innings. I understand. think the only value that he could possibly have in the future is if you put him in the bullpen and if he can somehow bring it for one inning. Now, I, I've been saying this for over a year Dude. now that I think he should be in the bullpen as a, a elite-type reliever. Hopefully he could be elite. I don't even know at this point. But if he can't bring it for multiple innings and if that's getting in his head or whatever, put him in the bullpen and say, Dude, you are... Used to be one of the best pitchers of all time. You have nasty stuff. Just totally give 110%, bring it for this one inning. Just gas him up for one inning, and then you're done for the day. I think that's a lot easier for him than having to go out there and in his mind, he's like, I have to dominate for six innings. I have to pitch close to 100 pitches versus I'm just going to bring everything I can for one inning. He, He's also just like, not only is his stuff not moving, it's not like... It's not as fast. You know, it's not spinning as much. His walk rate has doubled from his career yeah. average. He did Ten not walk, hours. guys. I remember in the prime of his career when he was with us, he was not walking dudes. He was just striking dudes out. His walk rate right now is 11 He 11%. had the highest K, what was it? Um, K percentage? Strikeout to walk ratio of strike all, out all out time. Strikeout to walk he ratio. Had strike, he had the highest strikeouts per nine of all time. He did he not walk, guys. he also had the highest... Strikeout to walk ratio of all time. That guy's gone. I'm sorry. That guy is not coming back. I, I, can, I agree. It's, 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 it's really unfortunate. He's not here right now. But Garrett's whole thing for years has been the Chris Sale that we had is never coming back. And the more that you keep trying to pretend that he will be, the more you keep saying that. Oh, just give him time. Give him time. It's not going to happen. I mean, the <laughs> every time Chris Sale has a quote. He's been saying the same thing, and it was cool at first. Like, oh, he's accountable. That's nice. But now it's just he's saying the same thing. Like His quote um, from his last outing was, if you look at any of my outings, I've got a three-inning outing with seven runs, a four-inning outing with six runs, five-inning outing with three runs. I had to get bailed out all times, and the one time that we lost is the day I sucked the most. So I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. I've just got to get better. That's what I'm here for. He's been saying that for two years he's like there's i got no excuses i have to be better at some point you gotta be better you gotta actually do it you can't just keep saying it and he's just not he's not gonna be better i'm like there's no point in my mind where I'm like oh like Chris al can still bring it like he's he's gonna he's gonna figure it out I don't think he will i think that he's toast there's just it just ain't going to happen. It, he's shown time and time again that the guy that he used to be isn't there anymore. He doesn't have the command. He doesn't have the deception. He doesn't have the strikeout stuff. He doesn't have the, the ability to keep the ball in the ballpark. There's just nothing he's bringing to the table in the starting rotation right now. And I don't think he ever will. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it sucks. Like this is, no, what do you do with them? This yeah, is the a exactly. guy you're paying 30 million a year. What do you do with him? No one's going like to take Belgrade. him in a trade. What are you doing with them? <laughs> I do sound like Felger. That's a scary day when the Red Sox fans <laughs> sound like Felger. Um, I I'm on the bullpen train. Put him in the bullpen. Put him in the bullpen. Put him in the bullpen. Just do it. Just do it. Bring Bayo back. Bring Paxton back. And just send Sale to the bullpen. And I give him a shot out there. I don't know. I don't know. Because whatever you're doing right now is not working. In the rotation is not working. I don't know. It's just another another awful aspect of this this team right now. I mean hey Brian Bayo comes back on Sunday. I need him to help me out here. I need him to just come and be electric. Wait. I don't think that's true. Hold on. What's today? Thursday, Friday, Friday yeah. Saturday. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. I wrote it out on my calendar. Monday. Monday. Is it Monday? Yeah, I just made the season pre or the series preview. It's Whitlock game three. Oh, okay. Hauk, Pavetta, Whitlock, and then their TBD between Sale and Bayo. Yeah, for Monday against Otani. So imagine, yeah. imagine this, imagine this. I'm gonna say this in case it happens. Brian Bayo comes back on Monday, Marathon Monday, and he outduels Shohei Otani. He comes out, throws seven shutout innings with twelve strikeouts. That 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 would be very cool. Keep Imagine, Damon, but see. that's going to be the beginning of the world series DVD. They're going to be like after an injury to Adam Duvall and getting swept by the Rays in four games. The Red Sox thought their season was over. In comes Brian Bayo dominating against Shohei Otani and off they go to the world series. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> I'm delusional. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Jason. We ain't all gonna are. Happen. It ain't going to happen. Um, If you want to see them play, though, SeatGeek is the best ticket rider out there for all sports, concerts, shows, and more. They make buying tickets easy by grading every ticket price so you know you're getting the best deal, and they provide a view from your seat so you can pick the perfect seats to any event, and you can get $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek by using the promo code DUGOUT. OUT, i I'm mentally unstable from this team. (laughs) Oh... At least, at least we didn't get dominated by Jeffrey Springs today, because that really would have stung. We killed him, though. Yeah, we broke him. Um, I guess the Red Sox are just his kryptonite. If he's wearing the jersey, he can't be good. If he's pitching against them, he can't be good. Um, yeah. You know what else is funny is like we've. I think this is one of the first times this has ever happened. We've got a full, like almost a full episode without talking about Ryan Brazier. Because he's yeah. just like he's That's, just not even like the biggest problem on the team. We can change that. We can bring him up. Just when you thought things couldn't get worse when Zach Kelly's arm exploded, in comes Ryan Brazier to relieve him. That was what fun. A, what a goofball. What a guy. And the real another selfish thing is like Zach Kelly got hurt. That's awful. But it also means that Ryan Brazier is safe, like he, he stays on this team. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. We were talking that where, where's uh, Burke Badenhop? What's he doing? Let's get uh, Alfredo Aceves, Andrew know. Kashner. No, dude, half of the balls that have been hit off of Brazier this season have been hard hit. Yeah, because yeah, he's not good. It has, it's just so he sucks. Historically bad. That's so bad. It's historically bad what Ryan Brazier is doing. His fastball just like lives middle middle. It's so bad. Oh but my don't God. worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. The Red Sox liked his stuff coming out of spring training. Yeah, there's a he reason that he Caleb Ort looked like Mariano Rivera. <laughs> there's a reason this guy was drafted in 2007 and didn't debut in the majors until 2018. Do you remember 2018 though, when he was he just was elite, nasty. and he told—was it Gary Sanchez that he told to get back in the box? That was badass. Who? Where did that guy go? What happened? Is that like his twin, and he like killed him or something? Must be, must be something like that. I just—it's—it's it's frustrating. It um, because like is. the other thing is like as fans like what do we do like what what can we do like all we can do just is be kinda, miserable well all, and all all we can do is just like wait and see what happens like are they gonna is time gonna like make a move that's going to set us up for the future or are they gonna like do something literally anything that like has a, somewhat of an impact on this team
1: yeah like, i think right
0: now it doesn't look like it my comments from the Red Sox lost uh, lost yesterday I think are pretty funny. I'd like to share. Um, it just kind of shows the, the state of Red Sox nation. We got R- R- raggy. We got 5-7 uh, and seven isn't a good start, but we still have a lot of games to go. It's way too early to freak out. Go Sox. Um, oh and then we have not sure if I've ever seen a shortstop with glasses ever. That was wild. <laughs> um, this season is a disaster. Did homie break his elbow? Why is Bobby at short? Um, sale's a joke. Let's cut bait. Guy's a bum. Doesn't help that the team won't stop hyping him up. True. was that game? No, that was Harry, 20, 52, Hughes. Oh. Um, yeah. Sox team is going to finish in the basement. Extremely poor pitching staff in a lineup that's not good either. Uh, last place rerun. Boycott. <laughs> Can we just get rid of Chris Sale already? He's awful. I'm done with him. It was like I was talking to either my aunt or uncle, and they were just like, "Can't we just release Sale?" I mean, too much money. If the Orioles can release Chris Davis, why not release Chris Sale? You know? No, the thing is, Chris Sale. This isn't how things were supposed to go. He was supposed to be like we. This could be such a different story if we had spent money on pitching. I because mean, to be Chris fair... Sale doesn't have to be an ace. To be fair, one of the guys that we gave up for Chris Sale, Michael Kopech, also has been giving up a lot of homers. So, yeah, probably even more. St- okay, hold on. We won the Chris Sale trade. No, I know we did. Um, I'm sorry. I was just looking at Franchi's savant page. Why? Why? Stupid. It's Why? stupid. It's no, he's stupid. hit more home runs than he has singles and doubles and triples combined. Yeah. <laughs> What, like, it's what? It's stupid. It's Over? stupid. This guy, this guy makes me angry. I don't want to play the Yankees because I really don't want Franchi to go off against us. That's just going to be the biggest slap in know, the face. You know damn well No, he will I do. I do know, and that's why I don't want to face them because I know that he's just going to get up there and just smack us around, and I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Man. Right. Who are we playing next? We're playing the Angels. Let's do a quick preview of that series, and then I don't want to talk about the Red Sox anymore. I need to – I don't know. Meditate I, I, or something. I think we, I think we could be very competitive with the Angels because I see us as a very similar team. I feel like the Angels are like our sister team. They're very similar. No, they, they've got two good, two really, really, really good players. They have the two best players in the game. Let's be real. True. Yeah, and then we have, and like we have two like really good players. And we Denver have Yu Chang, and Yu Chang, <laughs> and then the rest <laughs> of our team sucks, just like them. Fair. Um, so game one, you got Patrick Sandoval, who shoved in WBC and currently has a 1-6-4 year against Tanner Houck, who hasn't been awful. He's been one of the better starters. Uh, I think we lose still, though, <laughs> especially because it's the first game coming off of a four-game sweep and hopes aren't high. Yoshida may or may not be back yet. Um, and again, played- you're facing a really good pitcher. So We've played six days in a row, too, haven't we? Probably. That sounds right. Game two, you got Tyler Anderson against Nick Pavetta. Nick, Nick Pavetta's been good. I think we'll win that one. Um, Tyler, Tyler Anderson's nothing too special this season. He's fine. He's, he's good. Nothing, yeah, but you, he's nothing like out of this world. And also, like I don't know, Sandoval's been getting pretty lucky with um, like how things have been going for him, so I wouldn't be surprised to see if like we do a little bit better than you might expect against him. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I, this team's not really gonna. I don't think they're. Gonna, no, I know this team. He's, we'll he's a lefty. See. Automatically, you're in trouble. Yeah, because there is just no one on this team that. Can I mean, this four-game series we're facing three lefties and then Shohei Otani, So yeah, so good it's luck. not great, guys. Really uh, not, not. Game great. three, we we got Reed Detmers against Garrett Whitlock. I think that Garrett Whitlock will be good now. that He's not facing the Rays. I think he's gonna have a good start. So, the Rays have always been his kryptonite. Plus, the Rays are everyone's kryptonite right now. So, I don't blame yeah. him for his start. I think that the Red Sox win those two games in the middle of the series. But then, again, we're facing Shoei Otani. Marathon Monday. See you later. It ain't happen. We're not I like the 2013 reunion this weekend. weekend.
1: That'll True. be fun. Maybe wow. that'll fire him up. Um, maybe. I, need I, I like our to shot
0: Reed. The I think Reed is a very winnable game. My man has one. like a my man has like a 40% hard hit rate against him. Also he threw a no hitter. What? Oh, that's right. That was he weird. He did. Yeah, you threw a no hitter. Um, I feel like this is the kind of thing that I would say like last season. But I think that the Red Sox will win um the two middle games, the four PM and the one thirty p.m. Because I think that they play a lot better in day games and night games. I, I haven't agree. won a night game yet. Is that true? Yeah. Wait, One. Well, they've only played like five. So, w- I think you're right. Yeah, they're 0-5. Right. Um, so I guess my point actually makes sense then. Well, I'm yeah. also, but the, the thing that concerns me the most is that not only are we playing Otani and Trout, we're playing mini Trout. We, Hunter weakest, Renfro. Yeah, oh, the return, oh, the return oh. of Hunter oh, Renfro. Oh, no, I forgot I didn't about him. think of that. He's been good too. He's, he's gonna, gonna destroy go, us. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's gonna he's, kill us. He's got like a man. like an OPS near like nine seventy or something. It's crazy. He's been remind been me to put covered. like all my money on him to Homer. Oh, oh and he, oh, and he, the he Angels will have Gio or Sho. So. Maybe maybe like before the Angels leave um, Boston, we can just like grab Hunter Renfro and like tie him up and keep him. Yeah, that would be and show it while would, we're at it. And Trout, <laughs> yeah. We'll give him a nice fair trade. A, a Yu Chang, Bobby Dolphins, yeah, yeah. and Connor Wong. Big no, 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 Ryan Brazier. Don't forget about Ort. The Ort man. Yeah. I like Caleb Ort. No, you don't. You <laughs> <Please No>. don't? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> um. We got anything else? Who are we this? playing after the Angels? Like, I don't know if we're going to record. Are we going re- to Yes, rough. Twins. Three games against the Twins. Are the Twins any good? I don't know. I feel like I haven't yes. heard much about them. They are. Yeah, but no. Oh, they're winning their division. They're eight and four. Sick. Great. Perfect. Um, all right. So the next time that the podcast airs, we might have just lost ten in a row. Who knows? I honestly, I hope we do. I hope we do. Well, because maybe here's the... maybe we'll get something to change. Maybe we'll get Heimblum Bloom fired. I don't know. Here's the thing, right? It has to be. They have to be. Both both series have to be sweeps, so that's like a 50-50 shot right there of whether we win or lose. Like, True. Good point. Maybe we could set a record for the most consecutive sweeps. Ooh. I like being historic, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, uh, that'll do it for this week on the Indigo podcast. Um, Red Sox, just do better, please. Just, I don't know. Please. 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 Please, I just want to watch. Place. I just want to watch some baseball. Oh. Um, yeah, so we'll see you next time. Bye. Any, any closing thoughts, words? Do better. Do better. Bring all it right. back. Hashtag don't, do better. Don't embarrass me any further. Yeah, please, dude. You have no idea. I'm I'm up in New York right now and getting clowned by all the Yankees fans around me. The Red Sox are like when you take like your younger cousin, like maybe he's 8 or 10 years old, to a nice restaurant, and he brings his iPad, and he's throwing spaghetti and causing the scene. That's what the Red Sox are. They're just embarrassing. All right, Pretty see you next time. Comparison.